the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, everybody, to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show, broadcast in Columbus, 94.5 in Dayton. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in today and tomorrow for Bruce. I'm honored to be here with you and grateful you're tuned in. Over there on the other side of the glass, that's Jeff Murtal, producing the show, keeping me in between the lines, along with Alan Rogers. We have a super fantastic show lined up today and tomorrow. Joining me at 1122 today, State Representative Brian Stewart, Republican from Asheville, just south of Columbus in Pickaway County. He crafted Senate Joint Resolution 2, SJR 2. Get used to that. We're going to talk about it a lot today. That passed the House yesterday. The biggest story in Ohio news, arguably, this year. We'll unpack it and talk about what's next. Ron Ferguson, a GOP State Representative from Wintersville, out far east in Ohio, on the border of the tri-state area of Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. He'll be with us at 11.35. Our number one will close talking about the environmental policies and their cross-section with business and consumers with Zach Taylor from American Recyclable Plastic Bag Alliance, ARPBA. We'll unpack the ins and outs of plastic bag bans and taxes. Unpack. See what I did there? All right, Derek Marin will join us at 12.06. This will be interesting. We've talked ad nauseum about the notion that Marin lost the speaker's seat after Jason Stevens bargained with Democrats. Strong allegations have been made that there was a deal that was not good for conservatives, namely on school choice and abortion. We'll talk about it. He's my friend, colleague, Salem Radio Network personality and podcast partner, Bob France of Always Right Radio, aired on AM 1420 in Cleveland. We'll be here at 12.22 We'll discuss the action in the Ohio House yesterday and Donald J. Trump's return to CNN last night for a town hall. Friend of the show, Matt Mayer, president of Opportunity Ohio, will close out the show with us at 1250. Matt is exploring a run for Ohio governor in 26, and we'll weigh in on the new slash old Ohio slogan and the latest budget data. Tomorrow, we'll be joined by United States Congressman James Comey, Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost. We're trying to make accommodations to get Dave in. And California teacher Jessica Tapia. Now, she was fired for refusing to go along with a school policy that permits teachers to hide gender transitions from parents and students. We're excited to have her. But hey, let's get right into it. Yesterday, the Ohio House voted 62 to 37 to pass SJR 2. 
the measure that will not require a governor's signature to put before voters in August the decision of whether or not to require 60% approval instead of 50% to amend the state's constitution. Here's why that's important. There are several efforts, increasing minimum wage, redistricting, recreational marijuana use, that are poised to go before Ohioans in the form of constitutional amendments. But right now, the most important issue before Ohioans, and one that matters to conservatives who value life and parents' rights, is the constitutional amendment that is gaining signatures and attracting money in an effort to get an amendment in the Constitution that is vague enough, broad enough, that it would stretch abortion, not from the heartbeat bill to what Roe was, but would include health and threat to life language, with few exceptions, and draw abortion out to on-demand just before birth. It would also create loopholes that could allow, under the guise of reproductive health, minors to be transitioned without parental consent. Now, constitutional lawyers on the left contest this fact, but those on the right say, no, it's true. Folks, that's radical, but that's before us. If SJR2 is approved in August in the special election, then the abortion slash transition amendment would have to get signatures from all 88 counties instead of 44. That's the requirement now. Would not have a 10-day cure period to correct errant signatures. It would also have to be approved by 60% of voters. Now, that's a tall order. And I hear your argument already, Jack. If a majority of Ohioans want those things, why not enshrine them in the Constitution? Hey, that's a good question. That's a fair question. It's one we'll ask all of our guests today and get their feedback. They're the experts I'm just here to engage and open up the dialogue. That being said, in my opinion, there's a difference between the Constitution and the Ohio Revised Code. The latter is intended to be a responsive body of work that outlines what's legal and illegal and how government shall operate along with the administrative code. The problem is some of the things that may come down the pike likely don't have the support of the majority of people to which the will is reflected in their senators and their representatives. Hard question. Do you think a majority of Ohioans want abortion on demand up to birth? Do you think they want an all-wise group of state actors potentially deciding without their consent that their kids should be transitioned socially or worse, physically? I don't. I could be wrong. I just don't think I am. So here's what happens. Instead of going through the legislative process, these special interest groups marshal a ton of resources, craft mildly true, sometimes completely false marketing messages and bombard voters with these messages in the hope that they can get 50% plus one of them to buy in. One of the issues with this is that it circumvents robust recorded debate by lawmakers and other key figures. Floor sessions, voting records, those things create the ability to hold people accountable. Case in point, yesterday's floor debate on Senate Joint Resolution 2. If you didn't have a chance to watch it, you missed a doozy. First, When the session began, it was revealed that the gallery was full of Ohioans. They were acknowledged and welcomed. On first blush, I thought, huh, that's interesting. It seems to be many there who would support the left and maybe get raucous. (laughs) Bingo, they did. Uh, Some of them had to be asked multiple times to keep their applause down, interrupting some portions of floor speeches to the point that it was difficult to hear what was being said. Second, sunlight, it's the best disinfectant. And yesterday, if you missed it, State Representative Bride Rose Sweeney, a Democrat from Western Cuyahoga County and the ranking member of the Ohio House Finance Committee, delivered a passionate floor speech that fired up the gallery, resulting in several ovations. 
Sweeney claimed that SJR 2 was another effort by Republicans to thwart, quote, democracy, and that it violates the concept of, quote, one person, one vote. Sweeney also claimed that you do not blow up the system when you do not get your way. You may not always win, but you should accept the result. Well, here, don't take my word for it. Jeff, uh, can you play clip one so we can hear Rep. Sweeney herself? In a democracy, you do not write the rules and blow up the system when you don't get your way. You may not always win, but you should, you should accept the results and keep the faith, fight another day. That's a beautiful idea. I agree, Rep. Sweeney. We should accept the result. We should keep the faith and fight another day. In fact, I'm sure that when SJR 2, which was brought to the floor with a November election component only to be amended for an earlier vote this August, which, by the way, may kill the radical abortion slash transition amendment, I'm sure that you your Democratic lawmaker colleagues, and fans in the stands did just that, right? Wrong. Here's what happened when SJR 2 was amended to include an August special election. Jeff, can you play clip two of Democrats and their supporters in the People's House after the roll call vote? The motion is agreed to and the joint resolution is so amended. Weird. I thought we were supposed to accept, move on, and be part of the process. And what? One person, one vote. Hey, in case you missed it and it isn't clear, HJR 2 would allow voters, not lawmakers, not the governor, not the king of England, to cast a vote in favor or disfavor of the 60% requirement to amend the Constitution. In fact, not allowing lawmakers to set the standard on their own, rather giving Ohioans the chance to decide with, you guessed it, one person, one vote. But I'm sure this is the first time that Dems were disruptive when things weren't going their way, right? I mean, this is the party of democracy, diversity, and decorum. Not not so fast. Let's go back to summer summer of 2021 when State Rep. Jenna Powell was introducing a bill that would protect women's rights in sports. Jeff, can you play clip three, please? The chair has the amendment. The amendment appears to be in order. The representative may proceed. Wonderful. The Save Women's Sports Act is the fairness issue for women to be able to achieve their dreams and athletics in our state. And it's crucial to preserving women's rights and the integrity of women's and girls sports. Across our country, female athletes are currently losing scholarships, opportunities, medals, education, and training opportunities. This amendment will require schools that are part of the OHSAA to designate separate teams for participants of the biological sex. No school interest. Mike Skindell. Did his best imbecile impression right there. Uh, the clip's a bit long, but Bride Rose, Bride Rose Sweeney just told us that Republicans wreck the system and pitch a fit when they lose. But it didn't take but a few minutes to see that go by the wayside yesterday. And that, of course, reminded me of, of 2021. Hey, here's a bonus question for you. Who do you think was sitting right next to Skindell in the house that day? According to my eyeballs, it was none other than, you guessed it, Bride Rose Sweeney. We'll be back. 98.9 FM, 94.5 FM, The Answer. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor. Grateful to be filling in today for Bruce. Bruce, thanks for your trust. Uh, or maybe you're just crazy to let me sit in this chair behind this microphone. 
Hey, State Representative Brian Stewart, he's a Republican from Asheville, just south of Columbus in Pickaway County. Representative Stewart was one of the adults in the room yesterday, a stark contrast to the petulant children all around him uh, during the House floor debate involving Senate Joint Resolution 2, a measure, again, that would require 60% approval to amend the Constitution if voters approve it on the ballot in August. Representative Stewart crafted HJR1, which the Senate drafted for him to create SJR2, and he's here to talk to us about it right now. Representative Stewart, welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you this morning? I'm great, Jack. Thanks for having me on. Hey, you bet. It's an honor to have you with us. Hey, first things first, uh, what's on your podcast playlist? Uh, What's your favorite podcast right now? (laughs) Well, my favorite podcast is probably my own, Jack. I uh, in another life, I would have maybe been a been a movie critic, but uh, I'm a Republican, and I I, I, I got to put uh, more food on the table. But uh, we've got a uh, the Office Grunts is my movie podcast with two of my Army buddies that we started uh, during COVID time, and every week we we watch old movies, new movies, everything in between. Okay, na- what's the name of it again? The Office Grunt. The Office Grunts were three former infantrymen now working in office jobs and. And uh, talk about life, and talk about dad stuff, and talk about movies. Where can uh, where can I listen to that? Where can our listeners grab it? You can find it anywhere podcasts are available: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It's there. Excellent. Hey, we learned something. I learned something I had no idea about. That's good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Hey, let's get down to business now. One of the things we've heard is that a fifty percent plus one is a majority. If a majority of Ohioans want to amend the Constitution, why shouldn't they be allowed to? How do you respond to that? Well, it's, it's a great point, Jack. I mean, there was sort of this um, bizarro world yesterday where you know all of this overheated rhetoric is that somehow it is undemocratic to pro- put a proposal on the ballot for Ohioans to consider and then vote on in a free and fair election. If that is really somebody's idea uh, of an attack on democracy, they need to turn off MSNBC and log off Twitter and, you know, try to get a grip back on reality. I mean, this that, that is democracy. Um, now, there's been a debate in Ohio for literally since the founding of our state as to what our Constitution should be, right? What should be in it, what should not be in it, how it should be amended, how it shouldn't be amended. Um, and that's, that's an ongoing debate that is a legitimate, good faith, um, you know, difference of opinion. Unfortunately, you know, throughout this debate, um, there hasn't, you know, been a, been a lot of good faith reciprocated, but, uh, you know, we're pleased to, that Ohioans are going to get to vote on whether our constitution should have a little bit more stability, uh, than being amended 172 times, uh, over the, over the life of the document. That was the statistic yesterday that caused my jaw to drop. You said 172 times it's been amended. Correct. I mean, and consider that, you know, the United States constitution, which has a supermajority requirement, uh, has been amended 27 times in 234 years. Uh, by contrast, we're, we're, we're averaging, you know, almost, you know, uh, at some points we've been averaging almost an amendment a year, you know, and obviously, you know, that's spaced out over different cycles. But yeah, 172 amendments to the Ohio Constitution. It has become a, a policymaking document. It's, it's the way you, you know, sidestep the legislature rather than, you know, for some basic things that, should be in the law, not locked in the Constitution. If we get a law wrong, we can change it. If you put something in the Constitution that's wrong, you're stuck with it. Good point. 
Yeah, and so you have the Ohio Revised Code, the Ohio Administrative Code. Those things are designed to say what you can do, what you can't do, and how government should operate. And with that many amendments, it certainly appears as if uh, the Constitution is being used and the legislature is being bypassed uh, for special interests to get things done that they couldn't otherwise get done by lawmakers. So let's talk about SJR2. Um, what's next for it, and does what passed yesterday automatically create the special election for August? Uh, so SCR2 has passed the House, it's passed the Senate, uh, it does not require the governor's signature, so it is. it has been delivered to the Secretary of State's office by the requisite deadline, and so uh, as of today, we are full speed ahead for a August 8th special election on this question. Um, now, I don't think we've ever passed a piece of election-related legislation in the Ohio House for the last 30 years that Democrats have not litigated in court. Um, and so I'm sure they will hear, but, uh, you know, we're, we're confident we're on sound legal footing that, uh, you know, based on the plain language of the Constitution and based on, uh, you know, case law that's addressed as previously, that it's up to the legislature when they set a special election. And it doesn't really matter whether it's in a resolution or a bill. And uh, we, we expect that that uh, if a challenge is, is brought, that it'll be disposed of. So about a minute here. Uh, one of the objections we heard was, hey. You just voted down August special elections, last general assembly, you hypocrites. Uh, what do you say to that objection? Well, we didn't eliminate August elections in their entirety. We eliminated what August elections can be used for. What we said is uh, you, you can't use August elections to sneak a you know tax levy through uh, in a single school district, right? Uh, that does not mean that we invalidate any of the, the Constitution has already provided that we can set in the special election to consider constitutional amendments at any time. Uh, that remained <laughs> the constitutional uh, authority after we passed that bill, and, uh, and, and so that's still within our, our, our prerogative. Um, I would also say it's, it's, um, this is a pretty noteworthy issue. This is, um, you know, if you're ever going to maybe rethink things based on the facts on the ground, this is one of those times. And so, you know, we believe that a special election in August on an issue of this magnitude is, is good policy and something that should be done sooner than later. And uh, pleased to be able to get that done. So about 15 to 30 seconds here quickly. Will SJR2 pass with Ohio voters in your opinion? Why or why not? If everybody listening to your show and everybody, uh, you know, in the conservative movement and every Republican in this state, and frankly, a lot of independents and even some soft Democrats, you know, agree with protecting our Constitution. If all those people pay attention and show up to vote, this will win. I don't want anybody to wake up on August 9th, though, and say, well, I didn't know there was an election. We all need to work to make sure that people are ready to vote for this. Um, Ohio law gives you essentially almost a month to vote. So let's make sure that we all make our voices heard and we protect Ohio's Constitution the same way that we all agree that the federal Constitution has been protected. He is State Representative Brian Stewart, Republican from Asheville and creator of HJR1 that became SJR2 and passed the House yesterday. Representative Stewart, thank you for joining us today on The Bruce Hooley Show. Thanks so much, Jack. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.